does feel good to be back. Yeah. So, I'll stay for one. Episode six. It is. I was going to say episode five. Oh, he's stuck in the past. Episode six. It's been a while. Yeah. No, I've had, my household has been plagued with illness, mm. which uh, I think you've been scared to see me. Yeah, I'm just... Well, stay away. Not about it. For, not for as long it. as possible. I want to be as healthy. I don't want no lurgy. Yeah, but no, good to get back. It does. It feels good. Back on track. Friday afternoon. Yeah. We, yeah. Well, we, <laughs> I think we're trying to say that because we cracked open beers and it's pretty early. But um, yeah, like I said earlier, it's five o'clock somewhere. So we're all good. Um, this is going to be the first one that's sort of led by audience recommendation which is nice um we we were going to go for either family or football nope nope uh we had too many messages to do fear so we're we're sticking on that one today fear yeah um we've um we put up a little question yesterday um rational irrational fears we just wanted to see what people are scared of what they wanted, but and to be fair, just thought quite good that we're doing fear because uh, you know start of spooky season. It's October now. Didn't even think exactly fits in perfectly. We should have done fancy dress. Oh, the branding is unreal. <laughs> but <laughs> I see where you're going with this. Yeah. So, um, but no, it was good to hear a few things. There was there was a, a really funny one that came in actually. That um... yeah, whoever's got a fear of fucking spring onions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We won't mention any names because uh, I'm sure you'd rather keep that anonymous. But um... I'm never going to look at you the same way. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that one, the the spring onion with the the weird little end, like alien looking bit. Apparently, someone's got a fear of that wedge. I don't know what you think of that, mate. Like I said, don't look at them the same way. <laughs> um, but yeah, how how you been anyway, mate? Busy. Yeah. Yeah. What you been doing this past week? Anything interesting? Training. Mm. Training for the big run. Yeah. My second week of properly strict getting into it yeah so my body's a little bit not battered a little bit not broken either is this more of a mental thing yeah (laughs) (laughs) it is and that's the the hardest thing is it's it's not having the 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 strict in the routine because i can keep that but it's it's the distances back to back yeah yeah. And I've definitely seen that in the past two weeks where my legs are a little bit... I don't know if it's not my legs, it's just mentally I'm a little bit tired now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. And it's Because I remember even back when we were a bit more regular. Because I think we've we've slowed down. Now the world's got back to normal. We're not as sort of every other day as we used to be with mm. the running. But I do remember back then even doing like, you know, a couple of tens a week. When you, when you start doing like one or two in a week and then you're thinking about the third one, it's just... You can do it, and your body's probably fine to do it, but it's mentally a bit taxing, isn't it? It is, and when the other day I was out, and even even in my head, I was like, this is the worst run mm. ever. Which is weird, because at the start of the week, when we went for one together, it was the best one. It was the best one. Yeah. But you, listen, no run's going to be perfect, but yeah, it's been it's been a long week, and still got a very long way to go, so just need to gender the fuck up and... <laughs> get on with get it. Get on with it. <laughs> exactly, mate. And also, no football this weekend, so... That's always yeah. depressing. <laughs> International break where no one cares. Uh, nobody gives a shit, do they? No, no. But, right, Fear, episode six. You going to stay for one? Definition. An unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger, pain or harm. What does fear mean to you? Um, well... 
So, so fear is obviously a good and bad thing, which is what I've been reading about quite a bit. Um, it's a bad thing if it prevents you doing anything or slows down wanting to do something because you're scared of it or scared of the outcome. But at the same time, it's a good thing because it can keep you safe. It can, you know, warn you of something that might happen. It's good to have that kind of feeling of fear. It's sometimes if you can harness fear in the right way and it's only a, a right amount of fear, it can propel you to achieve better things, do better stuff, which is why I think you were keen to bring up fear, wasn't it? Because you wanted to talk about the whole kind of how you've used fear to push on things you've done in life, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and especially recently as well, especially yeah. in the last, probably the first couple of months leading up to COVID. Yeah. And then obviously through COVID, there was, you know, times were different, but especially the last year, I've definitely used it more as a motivator. Yeah. Just because the outcomes have mostly been positive. You know, there hasn't really been a negative outcome where I've used fear as a motivator. Yeah. But I think that's because... I was just more scared of change, routine. Is that a fear of yours? It was. Yeah, because I think we spoke in the previous podcast about the anxiety triggers for me. Yeah. And change was one of mine. Um, so if, I mean, you're coming at it from a different angle there. If you're saying having fear of the change happening, mine's always like a, an after emotion like so like i'll go through the change and then afterwards i'll be like oh shit i'm feeling stuff yeah whereas if you, what you're saying there is you're actually <clears throat> slightly fearful of the change that might be coming if you know what i mean yeah yeah that's that's quite interesting an earlier earlier stage of fear as, yeah yeah as opposed to yours yeah mine's, mine's just like i get smacked by something different and then it's like <laughs> oh sh- shit i'd hate it where <laughs> yeah but i'm just constantly on the lookout for a slap i'm just <laughs> yeah. bobbing and weaving yeah yeah i, I don't know why i think it is Maybe because we've changed, you don't know how it's going to end up. Yeah. And I'm of the mindset, especially at the moment, where you can't really fear the unknown because there is nothing there to physically or mentally fear. So, yeah, more about the fear of the afters. Yeah. Especially for someone like you. Yeah. Who is starting a new job next week. Yeah. Or will have started a couple of days ago when this comes out. Yep. Good thinking. Quick working out there, mate. Because we're in the future. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How are you feeling about it? Yeah, so I, I've been like um, expecting the the weird anxiety to come now. Like I'm, I'm because I'm so used to it happening. I'm almost preparing for it, which is then kind of easing my change. Like I'll probably still get a bit of a weird feeling when I have started. You know, new people, new faces, new meetings, um, not knowing how your days pan out it, it like when you change job it always takes you sort of three to six months to really get in the routine of what everyone does if you know what i mean yeah because there's like what you're meant to do and then there's the way people go about their business yeah um so i'm quite so obviously coming from being somewhere where i've been for three and a half years know it like the back of my hand all the little you know tricks and tips or whatever to go straight into somewhere where you don't know anything and you've got to kind of get used to it and you're the, you're the new boy um yeah, that that always makes me anxious. But because I'm I'm expecting it now, I feel like I might I might deal with it a bit better. But um yeah, maybe that's just previous experience has taught me to you know, at least get used to what's going to happen. And or at least get used to how I respond to things happening, if you know what I mean. But you've done it before. 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. And I think that's the only way to really deal with it is you have to go through it before to get used to it. But that's what I was going to ask. Literally, just wrote down. How do you deal with that then? Like, especially this week. Um, I have felt a bit like lost at the minute because I. Um, obviously, if you when you're leaving a role, sometimes well, initially, if I give you a little bit of backstory, um, so I finished my other job a couple of weeks ago. I was meant to go on holiday for a week, and then come back and crack on with a new job. But then, yeah, partner got sick, baby got sick, so we didn't end up going anywhere. So I've just kind of been like going round in my mind for the last like five six days, being like, okay, I have no purpose. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not doing anything. I, I'm not working. Um, you know, everyone's sick. I'm just sitting here. So it has been a bit of a challenge, like mentally, to not let it overwhelm me. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I'm hoping once, you know, once Monday gets here, I'll just um, kick into gear and get my life back on track. <laughs> yeah, just start off in first and then go up, man. Yeah. Should we mention a few that we've had sent in? Yes. So obviously the Spring Onion one, I don't really know where to go on that. Um, we'll leave that in the intro. That was unexpected. Yeah, say no more. Um, FOMO was one that I mentioned in my notes and also one that someone mentioned writing in. Yeah, we had a couple. Um, I put in my notes, do you have FOMO? Because I don't. Um, I've never... Well, when I was younger, I I, I could understand why people were like, oh, if all your mates are going out and doing something and you're not, or you're not allowed to, or even like when I was, say, like, younger younger and you know when you were like your parents would just start letting you go out with your mates and stuff um and if i didn't go for whatever reason um yeah i used to be more worried about like what they'd be saying at school and stuff and like if something would have happened and that but as i've got older i don't give i don't give two flying monkeys what people are doing do you know what i mean (laughs) I, I, i can guarantee you're pretty much the same yeah but Someone wrote in about FOMO, so it exists. It is a thing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm exactly the same as you. I definitely had it probably... My one year of uni, I definitely had it. Like I didn't want to miss anything. Yeah. Because it was totally new to me. Yeah. That whole drinking every night, doing what you want every night. <laughs> it was it was all very new to me, so do, I didn't want to miss do out. Do you want to go into what you were doing? Or? <laughs> Not really. We'll leave it there. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So you have that whole, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't think of anything worse now. And I'm just an old miserable bastard anyway. Well, that's it. I'm wondering if the FOMO thing has sort of tied into me becoming less social, if you know what I mean. Like when I was when I was more of a, a socialite, more of a free spirit, you know, when I was younger. Do you think COVID's caused that as well? Because you had to get used to it. <sighs> nah, nah, I was already like it, I think. Um it depends. It depends what you're missing out on as well. If like it was like if my bestie mates were out and stuff. So like let's say if I knew you and a few of the other boys were out and I couldn't make it, yeah, I'd be a bit FOMO. I think. Yeah. But I think in general, people that say FOMO, they they'll just say it as like a throwaway, like trendy word. Like if um I don't know if if you see someone on Instagram that's on holiday, they'll just put like FOMO, and it's just like it's more of a trend, like hippie thing to say. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, I know you don't get it. Definitely, <laughs> I, I know you never have that, bro. I'm just an unsociable <laughs> fuck. No, but you're not though. No, it's just you, I pick and choose. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, I'll rephrase that. If it's something I want to do or it's someone I want to see, then yeah. game on. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think that's like, like what I said. It depends who who's doing what. Kind yeah, of and thing. that's not me being picky. That's just me spending what I want to do with my time. Yeah. <laughs> because I am an old miserable bastard. Probably yeah. cut all that out because I may offend a few people with what I've just said. Yeah, no, it's fine. But yeah, definitely, like I said, definitely had it as a younger kid. Yeah. Um, not so much at school, just because we were sort of let loose as children. Yeah. Onto the mean streets of Gayton. So we could pretty much come and go as we pleased. Pleased? <laughs> <laughs> come and go as we pleased, mate. Fucking come and go. Um, <sighs> I have this, uh, I have a story which my, my mum always tells me about, which is a, cr- a cracker. Go for it. But So you know the mark? Every every yes. February, we get the uh, get the mart in Kingsland where we're from. Oh, we're from Kingsland. Oh, that might cut that. Um, so yeah, the mart and all my mates were going up the mart, and basically I'd been given it the big one at school. That I was like, yeah, I'll go on all the rides. Like I'll go on the ones the big dipper or whatever it is, the ones that spin you upside down and all that shit. And then uh, it comes around to the day. <laughs> this isn't FOMO at all. It's just a stupid story. But it comes around to the day. And I'm like begging my mum to ground me. <laughs> I'm just like, mum, if you let me go out with my friends, they're going to find out that I've been giving it the big one and I'm, I don't want to go on the Big Dipper at all. And I'm terrified. I know, I was fearful. I'm terrified of it. And I was terrified of looking like a clown in front of my mates. When really, I should have just gone and embraced it. Should have just turned up and been like, yeah, I'm scared of that. No, because that's traumatising, mate. And I can, I can attest to that. Yeah. Because roller coasters... Go fuck themselves. Yeah, no, as I've got older, I've kind of got more used to roller coasters. Nah. And probably something to do with having children as well. Because I, I can't I can't be scared while he's thrashing around on him. Do you know what I mean? I've, been, I've only ever been on two roller coasters. Right. I went on one in Copenhagen. So we're only talking six years ago. Right, so you, you were pissed? No, no. Like, I was... Okay. We were sober. We were, I was with some friends, and they had a they have this place in Copenhagen called Tivoli Gardens, which is like, especially this time of the year, it's all got like Halloween shit and roller yeah, coasters. Yeah. And there was this old wooden style <coughs> roller coaster, wooden. Okay. Vintage. Vintage, should I mean, we say? It. Yeah. I fainted. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> the thing is, I woke up, panicked. Yeah. Apparently, just went <gasps> and passed out again. As we were coming to the end, I just woke up and there's this little pool of like dribble in my coat where I've just <laughs> absolutely lost it. So it was like an elongated fear that actually went through you passing out, coming back round and then passing out again. Yeah. Amazing. And I think about four years before that, I went on Oblivion. It was probably the first roller coaster I've ever been on because I never went on them as kids. Yeah, that's a bad man, that is. I was scared of heights, still am. Yeah. Went on Oblivion, front row. <laughs> <laughs> No, at the end where you get to see the pictures. Yeah, yeah. I, I look like a ghost. <laughs> it gone. literally looked like my body was leaving my soul. He's got, and you also said you're scared of heights, mate. You've mm. got a lot of fears, actually. For someone that I thought wouldn't have any, <laughs> you're probably worse than me. Like for well, sure. Really, to be fair, I'm not. I'm okay with heights. Yeah. Like, I'll happily climb up onto a roof. I mean, it sounds highly illegal. Yeah. Or go on a plane. I'm not scared of. Like the height of the plane. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just being in a roller coaster, hearing all the fucking horror stories as well. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that doesn't help, doesn't it? There's obviously the classic, the Alton Towers one. Yeah. Um, my partner says, actually, she, um, when that all happened, she was in the queue for the, was it the Smiler that happened on? Is that what it's called? Uh, the big yellow fucker. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was in the queue, only about 10 people away from it. Shit. And that was the last time she went to Alton Towers. 
Um, and that's that was absolutely crazy. She said the because um, you know like the video that gets put on the news sites. Um, she saw the guy in front of her taking the video, and then like everyone was having to go at him to like stop filming because obviously it'd been like a really bad accident. But yeah, she was like, "That shit me up," and I was like, "I can imagine that's like something from a horror film or something." What is it? Oh, what's that film? Final Destination is one. Yeah, it's like one of those. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen them for years, mate. I Great to, films. I need to crack them out again. Definitely. Great films. I might actually have to watch one of them over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, but roller coasters are definitely up there. Yeah. Great. I was going to just say, great link though. Horror films. Where are you at? I'm not good at like jumpy shit. Okay. Because I just turn into a, a child. Yeah. But I can get through it because I know in my head I'm like, you know, this motherfucker dressed up in like a human ma- mask. Yeah. He's not going to be on the mean streets near us. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I can see past that, and I. I I enjoy them to a degree, but like I said, the jumpy stuff, no. No. I'm out. Yeah, so for me, mate, horror films are like my my S Club 7 of the film world. You know? <laughs> I just absolutely love to hate, hate to love and all that. Favourite uh, horror film? My favourite horror film. The thing is, I've got, got favourite ones in different subgenres of horror. Oh, fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? But there is, though, isn't there? Because you get, like obviously, like psychological horror, which, like... I wouldn't put it in there, but like Butterfly Effect, which is like a thriller slash horror. But I find like the concept of Butterfly Effect pretty scary. Um, but then you have like your slasher horrors. So then like, our, you know, you've got like the, the classic first Saw film or like first Hostel film and stuff yeah. like that. But then you've got just like, yeah, there's loads of different types of horrors. Because then I think like the first, um, well, the, the more recent remakes of It, the first one, I thought was quite good. Nah. But you've got clowns on there. We'll get there. Um, but then, like, even Netflix bring out, like, random, like, Netflix original horrors that are really good. Um, I didn't like the the third, con- the, the latest Conjuring, I didn't think was very good. But the first few are really good. Um, but no, I'm the same with you, mate. Like, the jumpy ones. Like, I, I when you know that it's going to happen all the time, you're just, like, sitting there waiting for it. But I do I do love it. Like, and after I've actually watched the whole thing, I've, I was like, that was wicked. It's, it's the jumps that completely catch you off guard as well because yeah, the yeah. ones that you're bracing for you can always go like it's going to happen now yeah now and that, i think that's the thing with horror films is we because we always like we'll always check on like rotten tomatoes before we watch something and like anything below 60 percent, we're not even going to give it time of day but um <laughs> well that's, that's what you gotta do isn't it you're not going to watch a film if it's less than 60 percent. like who cares um but it's it's hard to find a horror film now that's over like 70 percent on rotten tomatoes and I, like you're saying, I think that's because obviously like the jump scares and stuff, everything's been done, and it's like it's really hard to get something that's unique and fresh in that genre. And yeah. with how so how fucking like used to seeing stuff we are like yeah. as a you know Become as a very society these days, to it, haven't we? That's it. So you, like to have something shocking because like back in when films were like I don't know, let's talk back in like the seventies and that when they were trying to break boundaries with like what they could show in cinema and what they couldn't. You could you could bring out these new things like where you'd watch a film and it's like oh no one's ever seen this before it's like a brand new thing like I remember when Jaws, when they talk about Jaws coming out like I, my parents talk about when Jaws came out it was like the most shocking thing you'd ever seen in cinema um, but now such a good film but by yeah the way. now now you watch it and it's like you know it's still good but it's not like it's, it's still great mate yeah yeah but it's it's not anywhere near as shocking as some of the shit you'd see in films nowadays you know what I mean. 
uh, Hostel, for example. That was a game changer, wasn't it? Mate, his bollocks got fed to the dog. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just that end bit with that lady's eyes, just... Uh. Yeah, exactly. But that sort of stuff I can handle. Yeah. To a, to a limit. When it gets too gory, then I'm a bit like, this is a bit too much. Yeah, there was, there was one we watched, I can't remember what it was now, there was one we watched on Netflix, an original recently, where it was like... I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but yeah, there was like um, just this couple, and they like they moved to a new house, um, and just like weird shit happens for ages, and they've got like cameras in the house and stuff, and you you think it's like a paranormal type film, but then later on it, it turns out that it's not what you think it is, um, and I, I like films like that as well in the horror genre that have like the massive twist at the end, um, and really get you thinking. And we went to see the latest, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Malignant, the the new one in the cinema. I went to see that recently, um, and that had the same thing. It's like you you think it's one thing the whole way through, and then at the end they completely flip it round, and it's it's not what you thought at all. Um, and yeah, sometimes they can be shit because sometimes it's like oh it's ruined now because it's not mysterious anymore. But then other times it can really be like yeah oh yeah no that was that makes the whole film worthwhile if you know what I mean. But yeah, the, I think the horror genre is one that is really difficult to like do something new and in, in, innovative with. But yeah, there's a film called Hush. Yeah. The deaf lady. And there's someone that's trying to break into a house. That sort of shit scares me. Yeah, and I, I was going to touch on that as well. Because they're the kind of horror films that like, oh no, this this could be real. Mm. This this isn't like a fucking ghost or ghoulie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sandra, who was born in 1887, stand at the top of the stairs. No. Yeah, I, I mean, that's why, even if you go back to, like, Freddy vs. Jason, that's why I've always found Jason the scarier out of the two, because he could be real. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, my favourite horror film. I've just remembered. The Shining. The Shining is my favourite horror film of all time. Hands down. Very good film. Amazing film. Everything about it, but that that's scary because it's not about ghosts and stuff. It's just about a guy going absolutely mental, um, which is completely, you know, could happen. It's normal. Exactly. Society, that, that, that's it? what's scary about it. So horror films, I, I do get, I, I do get scared when I watch them. But at the same time, I really enjoy watching them. So it's, it's a, it's a nice fear, I guess. They're not my first go-to. No, definitely not. What is your favourite type of film? I don't know. No. I mean, my three top, top three films. Kind of tangent, but we'll put it in. Twister. Oh, okay, yeah. The Shining's in that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. When they're in the yeah, uh, yeah. The, the hotel stop. Yeah. Such a good film. Armageddon. Oh, you fucking cannot beat Armageddon. I've not watched that for years, but... Oh, mate. Yeah. That, oh, fucking Bruce Willis at the end. Um, and Jaws. Jaws, okay. So if I, my, my three favourites... F, films, we're there. Yeah, that's fine. My three favourites, The Shining, like we just mentioned. Yeah. Wolf at Wall Street. Yep. Love it. Brilliant film. And also my third one. Bit weird, but Baby Driver. Love, oh, that's a good film. Love that film. That's more the soundtrack. Yeah, everything about it. Um, I just, <laughs> I sometimes say to, to my partner, I'm just like, Baby Driver, that's a fucking great film, isn't it? <laughs> just like, well, I'll just say it randomly. Just like after seeing it. And then like afterwards, she was, well, after we watched it, because I only watched that like a couple of years ago. So it's quite a recent all-time fave. Um, and uh, finished watching that, and I was just like, "That was bloody fantastic." That was my that was my response, and like nothing else said. Oh, and all of the Lord of the Rings as well, the first three, the trilogy, they're also my favourites. 
But yeah. So you got a top six. I got a top six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got a top six. I, I love my films, mate. Right. Cool. Let's move on. Um, Slightly off top. Well, on topic of films. You mentioned it. Stephen King's it. Clowns. Go yeah. fuck yourselves. I've I have never understood people's fear in clowns. I don't get it. Um, have you not heard of John Wayne Gacy? Hold on, what? I probably have, but I've forgot, my, my mind is blank. Who? Just for the record, John Wayne Gacy. G-A-C-Y. Just for reference, he's now searching who uh, John Wayne Gacy is. Yeah, we're just having a look. What, images? This motherfucker right here, look. Okay, what what is this? He was a murderer. Okay. But he used to dress I've... up as a clown and go to children's parties. <clears throat> no, I've never heard of this at all. This is new to me. How how is this really well known? Oh god, I'm just I'm completely blank to this, mate. So so what was his what was his deal? What was he doing? He was just fucked up, mate. So he'd go to kids' parties and kill kids or kill yeah. parents? Kids. Jesus Christ. What what when was this? This was back in the I wanna say seventies. Okay, yeah. His name was Pogo the Clown. <laughs> so, right, okay. I got a few. And, and, is there any documentaries on this or anything? Because I got a few yeah, questions. Yeah, there's, there's, there's one on Netflix. Oh, is there? I don't know if it's still on there. When did this start? This clown thing. Have you had direct like contact with the clown, <laughs> <laughs> or has this been just um, from shit you've seen? I don't know. I, I remember. I remember being at a, a birthday party of a friend when I was maybe, I don't know, maybe six or seven, and they had a clown. Right. First time I'd seen a clown like, yeah. in person. I just I just didn't get it. Yeah. The face paint, the big fucking shoes, the big squidgy nose. But they're meant to be fun. Stephen King's It. Yeah. Well, John Wayne Gacy. Obviously. They weren't fun. When you, when, when you watch the It films and he goes all like crazy, like really scary... Then I get that. That's scary. But when you see some like donut wearing a normal clown outfit, I don't get how people are terrified of that. I'm gonna look up another film. Okay. Oh, finally, this podcast has become what I wanted it to become. <laughs> we just start like researching weird shit. I can't remember it. Just, just go on to YouTube, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make, um, I'm going to make Clarkson here. Just watch the trailer for a movie called Terrifier. I'll put you on pause. Back in a bit. I'm going to watch Terrifier. Looks good. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know, but I was at uni once. I, I literally was at uni once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I was at... <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go on. When I was uh, when I was at uni, this is how bad my 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 fear of clowns runs. There was this guy selling tickets for a circus. Yeah. Out on the night. Okay. I didn't see him. Someone grabbed me by the shoulder as if to say, you know, do you want some tickets? I saw a clown. My initial reaction was just to <laughs> just lashed out at this clown. I felt awful. He deserved it. Well, you take him out. No, it, it, it was. I was like, just a bump on the nose. It was yeah. just, you know, irrational. You know, <laughs> like Mister Miyagi, some sort of shit. The quick, quick Tyson jab. He, he shouldn't have been dressed as a clown, should he? It's his own fault. He brought it upon himself. I just don't see how anybody can enjoy clowns yeah. in any sense. Yeah, I mean, they're not as 
they're not as common these days. Are they? are they more of like an American thing, clowns? You don't really, I don't know. I don't feel like we see it that often here, really. Because there's a reason for it, because most of them are fucking weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. There's probably some people that just like entertaining. I mean, listen, if you're a clown, <laughs> fair play to you. Yeah. You know, just don't come near me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay the fuck away. That's all I ask. Yeah. So, a big one for me, probably my my most scary, rational fear, is spiders. <laughs> That's um, for as long as I can remember, mate. Can't stand them. Can't stand being near them. Can't stand looking at them, watching them move, anything. Big, little, does it not matter? Oh, I can just about stomach like a money spider, one of them little baby ones. Mm. But you get anything like bigger than... It's, it's the body size as well, man. Like when they've got big old fucking juicy bodies on them. What about the ones that have got like super long legs, but like tiny bodies? They're normally a bit slower, aren't they? They're quite nimble, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Like on their feet. I don't know. know. I'm not that fussed with that. It's just them really like... You know what I mean? The, the, the hard char- fuckers. The, yeah, the, the fuckers that will ones. charge you. Yeah the, yeah. the ones that are really quick as well. Like you, you, it, like if you're having a wee and you see one in the toilet, you look, you go about d- down to, you know, shake yeah. or whatever you do. And then you look, he's gone. Yeah. Where is he? Yeah. You know? And then apparently, you know, you swallow... That's um, those Japanese motherfuckers. Exactly. And you swallow six spiders Probably a take year that out. or something. Yeah, you do. I mean, what we're we talking about? What kind of spiders? Big ones, little ones. I mean, you don't know. You're asleep. I'm guessing they're just some little ones. But you woke up in one of them big old. Oh. There was a. I can't remember when it was. Maybe about a year ago. I was in bed on my phone, and a fucker dropped. No. Yeah, but it was still on the fucking uh, thread. Uh, spiders web. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thread. <laughs> He's completely forgotten it. On his uh parachute line yeah yes yeah, so this spider come down on its web and was just fucking sitting there and obviously because my phone was under it the shadow yeah. made it look like a fucking tarantula as i say when we're talking spiders i need to know size body capacity like what what we're talking about when i managed to sort myself out and actually get a light on and get rid of it i mean it was only the body was maybe four bits of rice glued okay. together okay <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to deal with specifics here. Yeah, for yeah, you. that's nice. But obviously, with the shadow, it looked like I said, like fucking Godzilla was in my fucking room. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all right with spiders. Yeah, you manage that. I think actually, to be fair, I could go wider than spiders. I don't really like bugs, really. Just weird. Um, I'm all right with snakes. Like, uh, I know snake is a is a big phobia, isn't it? Where people are scared of snakes, but I'm not bothered by them. They're not as like they're not little, common for us, bitty. are they? No, no. <laughs> you know, for us to to see snakes, we have to go to a zoo or yeah, to a fucking carnival. Yeah, I, it's just, I think it's like the little speedy fuckers. That's what I don't like. That's why I don't like insects. They're just small and go everywhere, like the cockroaches and that. When you watch an I'm a Celebrity, hate all that. So creepy crawlies in general yeah. just are, are a swift no. Creepy crawlies is a no. Right, let's um, let's move into things that aren't stereotypical fears. Of rational things, and let's move more into, you know, the subconscious and more spiritual. I'll stay for one style uh, topics of fear. Let's get a bit deep. Let's get a bit deep. And I want to touch straight away on your third one there, mate, with the love, right? Because we're going to feel the love. Um, so, falling in love or truly being loved is a fear of yours. Expand. Yeah, I had to expand on this morning because it's quite a, a just a very broad statement. I think the thing for me is I'm more went through heartbreak once, fucking didn't enjoy it. Horrible. You know, it took me years to really not recover, but yeah, sort sort things out. 
I think that fear of going through something like that again, because I didn't, I didn't expect it at the time. Yes, looking back, I was a completely different person. I was a lot younger. But, you know, falling in love is still falling in love. You know, we all hope to do it. And yeah, someday I do hope to. But having that fear of what could happen yeah. does scare the absolute shit out of me. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it ties into your, your other fear that you said about earlier, just fearing change and things just happening that you, you don't have control over or that's not your own doing, you know. Yeah, and it's more, especially in, in in the sense I'm talking about, it's more of letting my guard down completely, letting someone fully in. Yeah. You know, because I did that once, didn't turn out how I wanted. No. The the downside of it as well is it can be a lot harder going forward for you to get back to that way of thinking, you know. Mm. Um, if you have, you know, truly invested all of it into someone, you've really sort of let them in. They, know, they probably know you better than you did at one point. Um. And then for them to, you know, throw that away can then make it really hard to get to that sort of way with someone else, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's not like I'm sitting here like saying I'll never do it. Yeah. But I'll always be mindful of, and it's probably a bad thing. Yeah. You know, always being mindful of it. But it's what my mind always takes me to. Now, if I meet someone and they completely change my whole mindset, then, you know, fair game. She's out there somewhere. Yeah, she's gonna have to be a tolerant lady. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like when when stuff comes out of like nowhere, and you you are at that level with people, it does make you just it completely takes your life back, doesn't it? It's yeah. like oh sh- shit, like it's not gonna things aren't gonna turn out how I thought they were going in a year's time, in two years time. You know, what's the saying when it's like the the pinching worth the pudding or whatever it is? What's that say? Have you heard I've that? Never saying? fucking heard that. Hold on, there's a saying. Is the juice worth the squeeze? I've heard that. That's the one. He got it straight away. <laughs> the p- pinch punch first day of the month is what I was thinking. Of. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. They are completely not the same. Yet you got it instantly. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can have that one. So yeah, I, I think maybe, yeah, the fear of that would probably lead you to that place. Is the, what was it? Is the juice worth the squeeze? Is the juice worth the squeeze? Because do you start thinking that when you then enter these new potential relationships, you know? Yeah, I mean... You know, I'm sitting here saying this now. You never know. Three months down the line, I could be sitting here telling you, look, man, I'm in love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you, know, you could walk home in a bit and there she is. Mrs. Wedge. I fucking doubt it. <laughs> Mrs. Wedge walking down the street. But no, it's more of a, it's definitely more of a being hurt. Yeah. Because I let someone in. But I know I need to get my head around that in order to let someone in. If what? that makes sense. What um? So, what part of that now makes you fearful of it? Was it the you thought you knew where stuff was going and then it wasn't, or was it the fact that you let someone know you and then they just kind of disregarded it? Do you know what I mean? Like, what part makes you now fearful of that happening again? In the position that I was, I loved someone and I knew that I was loved back. Yeah, which was a whole. You know, it was a complete new experience. Yeah. Um, and one that I enjoyed. Obviously, things did, didn't did turn out. And I think that feeling after of what I had against what I didn't have now. Yeah. Hurt the most in terms of, like you said, I'd opened the doors to someone. I'd let them in completely. Yeah. And then for that to leave, it was a bit like, I saw of it. 
I saw it from the angle that it was my fault. Yeah. And, I, you know, being honest, mostly it was to some degree. But at the time, I didn't see it like that. And it was all like, well, I let them in. You know, I love them. They didn't love me. And that is what I kept telling myself. Yeah, I think it, um, especially if it happens where you're not, you're not the one instigating. Um, it kind of, it well, for me, when, when stuff like that has happened to me, it kind of knocks my confidence as well. I think that's, um, that, that I'm quite fearful of that as well. So if like, yeah, you, you, you know, you think things are going well, everything in your head is playing out how you imagine. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's not it's not what you were thinking i'm quite fearful of that like other people thinking stuff that you're not thinking or, or just reading a situation wrong um because I, I i like to think i'm quite good at sort of judging character and like reading someone reading the room if i think that's the saying isn't it I'm, I'm quite good at sort of gauging what someone you know how someone feels towards something i mean me and you have said to each other before in the past like you know if you're not feeling doing the pod or you're not feeling going for a run just say we'll do it another day it's fine yeah um and th- that won't be because one of us has said anything. It will just be a vibe and you can just read it. Um, and yeah, usually I think I'm pretty good at that. But then if it does, if it's not, if I've read it wrong completely, I'm quite scared of that because then you, you get put somewhere where you're not as confident as what you think, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And yeah, the the, the confidence knock is a, a fear of mine for sure. Yeah, but then, but then, like you say, you're you're a confident guy now. Like when we're when we're out and about and around new faces or doing new things, you're you're a very confident person. And then for someone to do that to you, it doesn't. It may it might make you think like, oh no, I, I don't know where I stand. Yeah, and, I, and I've I've let that fear of you know letting somebody. And I've I've met you know I've sort of let that control a couple of decisions. Yeah. In terms of getting close to to, to certain people. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, in terms of what I've told you about who i've dated or whatever yeah I've, I've certainly you know let it get in between of things there just because i'm so overwhelmed with i don't want to let someone in yeah and then it gets to the point where i just you had either, to yeah, you either jump or i had stare, to yeah. you know yeah. i remember talking you know to you and a few others about it and i was just like I just no but I, and i know in my head i was making excuses i was trying yeah. to find other excuses as to why not to carry on with certain things yeah, almost trying to like justify your your decision. Yeah. yeah, and it was purely out of just me being scared. Yeah, I think I do. I do think though, mate, that when the, when the person does come along, all of these kind of yeah irrational fears and worries that you've got, they will just be pushed aside, and you'll you'll sort of the juice will be worth the squeeze, and the pinch will be worth the pudding. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and you'll you'll kind of just put that to one side and be like, no, it's it's worth me putting this at risk. If you know what I mean, these these fears, if they do happen, it's worth it because the alternative is I'm happy with this lovely person. So um, yeah, we're, we're fist bump into that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. But moving on, I just want to talk about what you've spoken about, and I sort of added this morning. You sort of put the greatest prison we live in is the fear of what people think. Yeah. Um, so other people's perception of you does that still scare the shit out of you yeah i I mean that's a a perfect little segue from the um reading the room comment because yeah i think um i don't know why i'd fear that and i don't know why people should fear that because i think it's a common one i think a lot of people are worried about what other people think about what they do and I, i just read something on instagram the other day and it was just like um 
why why would you even pay any attention or care about people that you're never going to talk to cross paths with or anything about what they think about what you're doing like why yeah. are you worried about that um but i think like we said earlier it, it stops the it stops you trying if if you're that worried about um what you know jim and joe are going to think about you then you're not even going to attempt this thing that you want to do it's podcast mate yeah like if we were that worried about what people are going to say like we wouldn't we would never plug the mics in no agreed um but yeah i just thought that's um that that can be a prison for people and if people can't get outside of thinking like that it could stop all kinds of things in life yeah i'm with it and i'm against it i'm with it in the terms of in terms of what my inner circle think of me that does concern me yeah but outside that, I couldn't give two shits. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, who you know, you're walking past someone in the street. You do that every day. Yeah. And and their yeah, their opinion shouldn't really concern you. No. Where were we? Just opened another tinny, mate. That's where we're at. I completely lost where we were. You know like if we were out having a drink at the pub, it's like I went and got the next one in. That's what we just did. You just went and got the next one. Yeah, legend. Exactly, legend. But you hate them guys that, that they leave before it's their round as well. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> like they'll sit there so quietly for the whole night, won't they? Just Thing like is, he's the sort of bloke that will make you spend twenty four pound on free double gins and free Jaegers. <laughs> go to the dance floor and then knock out your gin, <laughs> smash it out of your hand, smash it out of your hand, and then just yeah. stand there with a big fucking grin on his face. Yeah. Yeah, you know who you are. You know who you are. I might keep that bit in. I know he <laughs> listens. So it's fine. When was the last time you were generally scared? Generally scared. Or fearful. So my um a big fear I've got, which actually is recently, um, is letting people that I love down. And I was chatting to my partner about this earlier, because I don't think I'm necessarily bothered about letting myself down in a way, but the people I really care about, I don't, I, I always have in my mind like the idea of them just being like gutted that I haven't done something that they're expecting from me. And like recently, um, yeah, so going to pick my, I was going to pick my son up from school, or I was meant to last weekend. And then because the whole household was sick, we decided to rearrange when he's with me. Um, and, I knew he had already gone to school and we had made these arrangements. So I knew that when it came to the end of the day, he was going to be disappointed yeah. because I wasn't going to be there. And, you know, he, when he expected to come to me. Um, and like, th- th- this is why it's quite irrational, really, because that's completely out of my control. But I was, yeah, I don't even know if fear was the, the right feeling, but I was, I was anxious and caught up about that because like, yeah. I just had the, uh, the whole thought in my head of him standing at the gates like, oh, I'm not there. Um, but in general, going forward, even like my mates, like you and you know my partner, if they're if you're expecting something from me or us to go do something, I I really hate the idea of letting other people down. Yeah. Um, but if there's a valid reason for that, then you know. Yeah, it's sometimes completely inevitable, mate. Yeah. It sometimes is, but it, it doesn't eradicate the feeling, you know. Like you said, it wasn't you know necessarily your fault that the house got sick, was it? You know. No, and it was you know just for his good in the end. Really, I didn't want him yeah. to get ill. That was the thing. Um. But no, uh, what about you, mate? When when have you been scared recently? What's um, what shook you up? I oh, know one that shook you up recently. The run. The they, yeah. 
Yeah, that little stretch of road. Talk in, to me about it. So there's a little stre- stretch of road that we do on our half marathon route. Normally when we do the half, yeah. And it's about... On the way there, it's between Ks 8 and sort of 10. Yeah. So it's a nice flat 2K stretch. On the way, it's nice and light, but it is covered by trees. It is a There's no markings on the road. There's rarely any traffic and you rarely ever see anybody. And it's just forest woodlands either side. Yeah. On the way there, it was light. Obviously, at the moment, times, you know, it's starting to get darker earlier. Yeah, yeah. And I was on my way back and I was still about a K to go till I got to this point and it was like pitch black already and I was like <laughs> fuck yeah and there's no other there is another way to get back onto the route but it's just as dark yeah yeah so I had to take my headphones out <laughs> <laughs> and I just picked up casual pace and I made sure and I said to you I stayed in the centre of the road you know I could see lights both ways and if anybody was going to try and attack me fucking I'm ready <laughs> Like you say, you hear like rustling in the trees. And I heard yeah. of like a fucking pterodactyl literally in the woods. Okay, I got it. Okay. It was, it was this shriek. I don't know what it was, but yeah. it completely shit me up instantly to the point where I just sprinted like everything I had for this K and a half stretch. Yeah. And I could hear the noise again. It's following you. I don't know what it was, mate. But that completely shit me up. And there was no, no cars at all. Like Normally, if there was a car, I'd be all right because I can just stand at the side, let that light up the road, feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. And if a car's coming past, you can sort of see where the road turns at the bottom so That's you it, know yeah. how far you've got to yeah. go. But because it was that dark, I couldn't see where it was. And we've done that run in the dark. Yeah. And even with just two people, it's not comfortable. Now, I was going to say, that was pretty sketchy when we did the... Um that that run when it was like really misty running through those fields um, couldn't see shit you couldn't see anything but i was with you so i was all right but i can imagine on my own yeah and, i'd have lost it and the, I was, the nerves would have gone and obviously on our run i got the iphone out and just sort of lit up the road yeah, for us it. both but i couldn't do it i was just terrified of what i'd see <laughs> so i just hossed it i dropped one of my headphones so i had to go back for that luckily it was literally like four or five steps behind me in the middle of the road yeah but i just i, I couldn't well, I mean, you know, if you can't see it, it can't see, see you. It, it, it saw me running away, mate. <laughs> it definitely saw me running away. There was no form involved. It was just fucking high line. So, okay, so that is a very, very literal fear as well. Oh, yeah. You were just shit scared. Yeah. So what have we learned today? Well... You're, you're terrified of spiders. Yeah. Yeah, I'm terrified of spiders. Terrified of death and terrified of letting people that I love down. They're my main three to stick to. Mine are clowns. You can go fuck yourselves. Roller coasters. Nope. <laughs> and heartbreak. Yeah. I think they're, they're six solid fears, really. I think they affect a lot of people. There was, um, there was one more that we haven't mentioned. We got sent in about um, failure. Yes, that was a good one. <clears throat> and um, I think I touched on what I thought towards that earlier, but I can we can reiterate um, that fear of letting people down. No, no, just when I, I I reckon if you fear failure, it stops you trying, and it it's, it becomes an excuse, and it it gets in the way of what what you want to do. Yeah, I think nine times out of ten, if you're scared of the failure, you're going to fail. Yeah, 
because yeah, you're it. sort of using that not as an excuse but it's already a mental you're worried about it already aren't you yeah yeah um i i can understand where that comes from and i think all these fears kind of tie in some of these like deeper fears of like okay i'm i'm scared of failing because i'm scared of what other people are going to think about my failure do you know yeah. what i mean um but failure I, i've i've kind of tried to i think i slip in and out of that one actually because sometimes i'll be like this is going to go tits up and not not see through even though sometimes that it might be fine or the, sometimes the outcome isn't as bad as what you're, you're scared of if you know what i mean yeah depending on how big the failure is it may not be a failure to some people it's been a nice one mate fear yeah short but sweet yeah let us know if uh if we've triggered anything in, in this episode if just uh, drop us a message yeah drop us a message also let us know of any abstract obscure horror films that i might not have seen um i don't want any common normal mainstream ones i want the weird ones that you've seen that are like what's this it's only got two stars but we'll watch it and it's actually been really good hold on you said you don't drop anything under 60 percent on rotten tomatoes any under 60 percent rotten tomatoes films that are decent send them in can't go back on it now mate exactly send them in i want to see it prove me wrong all right guys make sure to follow us on instagram i'll stay for one podcast uh, I'm Sam. I'm Wedge. Thank you for staying for one. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.